Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Good evening, Sam. We're doing this on Sunday evening ahead of Christmas Eve. 23rd. Yeah, it kind of feels like Christmas Eve already to me. It does to me. I've just been at a family do. Yeah. I, I think it's because, it, you know what, it's because it's Sunday, and Sunday always feels yeah. like a, a separate day of the rest of the week, and it's everything's got that Christmas Eve vibe about it. How's the song but go? It was the night before Christmas, and yeah. I've literally, I've blanked on the rest of it. Something about a mouse, as far as I remember. Yeah, but it's not even that night. That's tomorrow night. No. It's so a nightfall, nightfall Christmas, but I'm well into it. Here, listen what happened at this family do. Oh, I've go just on got then. back from it now. <laughs> it was very shocking. I'm embarrassed to even say it, but basically, my mother in law anyway. turned up. <laughs> my mother in law turned up round here because we were going to drive over to my brother in law's house, right in in uh, Surrey, mm-hmm. and uh, so we she came round here, and while we were getting ready, it was a mid afternoon, early evening sort of thing. Um. My wife remembered that in the boot of the car, she had been up the storage and discovered a quite high-quality Santa outfit that I had bought in a moment of extravagance quite a few years ago when I was asked to be Santa Claus down at the school. Yeah. Well, you can imagine how I reacted to that. That's a whole different story, but I mean... Given your your penchant, let's say, for dressing up. And just for like... When they asked me, it really went to my head very quickly that I, <laughs> above all the other fathers and teachers in the whole school, yeah. had been hand-picked to play Santa. Mm. Best thing I did was they were all allowed to wear their own clothes, mufti, mm-hmm. for it being the last day of Christmas. And they were year two, which would have made them about seven. It was my daughter's class. And so they, the idiots really bought into the idea that I actually was fucking Santa Claus as well. <laughs> And, the uh, idiots. Coke, my, my, the, You've my, just referred my, to a group of seven-year-olds as the idiots yeah. there, so Yeah, well, they're still idiotic at that age, aren't they? Okay, uh, My daughter knew it was me. I've gone up to one of them. He's in his Chelsea shirt. I've gone, oh, dear, Santa doesn't bring Chelsea fans any presents. He looked absolutely gutted. And it, I went, oh, you have to change to West Ham if you want any presents from Santa. And I think I got inside his head. Yeah. I don't know whether he switched. Power play. His, da- his dad knew it was me. His dad came and had a word with me. But I was like, well, mate, they didn't ask you to be Santa. Next year, if they ask you to be Santa, maybe you can go around telling the kids to be Chelsea fans. But I doubt they will ask you because you don't have the natural charisma and yeah. uh, performing talents that I do. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. I used it to my advantage. Okay. Anyway, we got my mother-in-law to... Dr- we, my, my wife come in and said, I've just got this up the storage. 
So we said to my mother-in-law, who's in her 70s, right, dress up as Santa. <laughs> dress up as Santa for when we get round there, right, to this family Can do. I just, before we go any further, can I just yeah. say I'd like us to do a, a spin-off episode, Up the Storage. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there is so much. I've got two storage on the go as well. Oh, two partner. I've got family storage and work storage. Oh, so it's there's all sorts of tales Never to be told. It's like meat. it's like opening the Ark of the Covenant. All the ghosts come out. Anyway, so I've I've uh, I've um, got uh, to dress up as Santa, and then my son, who's seven, has gone. I'm going to dress as a reindeer because <laughs> he found some antlers and some other paraphernalia. So I was like, fair enough. But for me, it was all about getting this nan of 70-odd to dress as Santa. And it was full on. I mean, it's really good theatrical costume. Yeah. Because you can imagine when I was asked to be Santa, I wasn't going to do it half arse. No, I you weren't going to skimp. No, exactly. I really went yeah. full. I went to a theatrical dresses. Your regular so place. A the big luxuriant beard, half moon glasses, the uh-huh. Oh, the glasses as well. Good. When we got out to my brother-in-law's house, my son said he was so excited because it was going to be a surprise. They were going to open the door and be confronted by Santa. Oh, and by the way, it's also got one of those bellies underneath hey. that you strap on. Yeah. You know. And uh, so it was really, really, you couldn't tell it was her because with the wig and the hat and the beard and the glasses, it was really like, fuck, Santa's turned up. <laughs> My son said, oh, ran, ran. He calls her ran. He went, why don't I, I'm going to crawl under your legs so it looks like I'm Rudolph and you're riding on my back. Ugh. And before I heard him say this, and I'm carrying shit out from the car to the garden, and it's dawned on me, fucking hell, that's going to look a bit weird, right? And before I can intervene and say, don't do that, they've knocked on the door, and my brother-in-law's answered the door, and my and my nan's and my mother-in-law's gone, ho ho ho, and it and my and my little son is between, she's straddling him, and it. <laughs> It's awful, but it looks like my my brother-in-law has answered the door to what looks like Santa bumming a child. <laughs> a child that is wearing that. I mean, it's horrible because I'm talking about myself, but that is what it fucking legit looked like. And he didn't know what the well, fuck was going on. He's a, he's a very chilled, cool bloke, my brother-in-law. He's a bloke in his 50s. He's very chilled out. Nothing much shocks him. And he he physically jumped yeah. backwards. He physically jumped backwards. He was like, what the <laughs> fuck's going on here? And I said, he went, Jesus Christ, what's this? And then I appeared out of the shadows and I went, yeah, sorry about that, mate. It wasn't supposed to go down that way. <laughs> 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 it, was all, it was a weird fucking start to the family do to launch the I, Christmas season. I've just got back now. It soured the atmosphere. I was going to say, what was the rest of the rest of the event like? No, the rest of the evening turned out all right, more or less. Yeah, oh, it was it was it. it was fairly clean after that. There was, no, yeah. She she got out the Santa outfit pretty quickly, yeah. and and no more was said about it. No more. We no, just no more yeah. child bombing took place. No, there was That's nothing good. more. I mean, it's everyone's worst nightmare, isn't it? Finding Santa bumming a, one of your kids, especially on your doorstep. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, right on your fucking doorstep. Poor bloke. He's had enough <laughs> happen in his life without that happening. Anyway, as I can say safely say, it was all just a terrible misunderstanding. And in future Christmases we'll look back and laugh. Now, 
I, I was looking through my notes, Andy, um, that I sometimes <laughs> remember to make little notes of things that I want to yeah. raise with you. And although it's not, although it's not, well, there's a couple of things. Recently, I decided, I think based on a tweet from you, I was in on my own on a Saturday night and I YouTubed the Whatever Happened to the Lightly Lads 1974 Christmas special. Oh, how good. Which is the, the one where they commandeer uh, Terry's um, forklift truck. Yes. That he's working on. Yeah. Because uh, what's his name's locked out. So he uses, so they get pissed up and, yeah. I mean, drive drunk on the forklift truck and then use the forklift truck for him to break into the top floor of his own house. Yeah. <laughs> She's really funny. And also in it, uh, who's the other one? Not Terry. Bob. Bob. Terry and Bob. Yeah. They go to a uh, Christmas Eve fancy dress party. Yes. Bob and his missus. And... The joke that's just sort of normal is that he is spending the whole night getting off with another bird. He is, isn't he? I know. And she and and he keeps hiding in bedrooms. Yeah. And she keeps He's... coming around, and she's sort of saying it in a kind of quite. You're not getting off with that other bird again, are you? Like you yeah. do every year. And he's going, No, of course I'm not. And he does. But he fucking is. Yeah. It's it's and it's bizarre, just like, it? is that what happened in the seventies? This was the year before I was born, and I'm thinking. Was that our infidelity? I mean, it would explain a lot about my own parents' broken marriage, but because it was just sort of like, it was sort of she was annoyed, but at the same yeah. time, it was more annoyed in the sort of way that you'd expect it to be if he left the toilet seat up. Yeah, it, it was like, it's a Christmas party, everyone's in fancy dress, therefore swinging must occur. Yeah. And, she'd not, and she's and like, I'll tell oh. you what as well. Thelma looks well fit as well. She's dressed up as, what's she dressed up as again? Robin uh, Hood. Robin Hood. No, Peter Pan, Peter, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Sorry, that's me. I'm always thinking Robin Hood. <laughs> Probably Robin Hood, I imagine. Uh, Bob's, that's Bob, what I'd have gone as. Is it Bob's Captain Hook, isn't he? Bob's yeah. Captain Hook, and she's Peter Pan. Yeah. She's fucking well fit in that one, in that she's episode. She's really fit. So I don't know why. He's, this other one who he's getting off with is sort of a bit more brassy. Yeah. Certainly less classy. Still, exactly the sort, I suppose, that if you had a Thelma that you were married to, it made sense. Anyway, no, I'm trying to justify it. It was really bad. And um, anyway, the joke is Terry's a minicab driver and yeah. he's uh, he's the one who's ferried them to and from the party and he becomes complicit in the infidelity. Yeah. You know, it's awful, really. But it was a great show. So I it's- meant to tell you that I'd seen that a few weeks ago when uh, Anna was out. I was in on my own. So I, I sort of lay in bed on a Saturday night watching that on my <laughs> iPad. And I'm pretty sure it was off the back of you mentioning it in a tweet. So thanks for that. Yeah, I'm Here's just a- looking. I'm just looking. It doesn't seem to be scheduled anywhere on the BBC this Christmas, which is no, an atrocity because it's it's on most Christmases. But it is on YouTube in its entirety, isn't it? It's in its it's in yeah, YouTube's uh, entirety. Uh, then I, after that, it was hard for me to follow because then I tweeted last week. What other great classic Christmas specials should I be watching um, on YouTube? So I had another night in on right. my own, and. Uh, Nothing, I don't know, most of the good ones I've seen, like most of the good Only Fools and Horses ones I've seen, Yeah, I've seen all the good Porridge ones, so they kind of want a rewatch, but the good thing about the uh, the Lightly Lads one was I'd never seen it, so it felt fresh. I think it's the best episode out of the whole run of whatever happened to the Lightly Lads. Really? And it's also the last one they made as well. Ever? It was the very last one, yeah. They made the film. But then the film, the feature film came after that, the, didn't Yeah, it? the film came about two years later, but that was the last episode of the sitcom. My cousin Bruce watched the film yesterday and messaged me about it and sent yeah. me the poster. And right. you're probably familiar with the poster, but I'm going to tweet it out after we've recorded this because it is one of the funniest okay. posters for a film I've ever seen. 
I don't think I've seen um, it. Basically, both both Bob and Terry on the poster. It's a sort of illustration, you know, like it, very much like a Carry On poster. You know, they had sort of drawings yeah. of them all, caricatures. Yeah. Terry and Bob both seem to have been heavily on the iron filings in the poster, <laughs> and then there's just a load of birds jumping in and out of beds in their in their undies. <laughs> Anyway, while I was doing my research, mate, um, a, f- a program came up while I was digging around for things to watch. A program came up that never had a Christmas special, but was one that when I was about between the age of maybe 10 and 12, I was a massive fan of because I had a deep, deep crush on the main character in it. Okay. And it's a show that y- I suspect you will be familiar with and you may even have extra intel on. <laughs> the show is starring one of our favourite actors from my favourite all-time show, Dick Turpin. It's Me and My Girl, starring yes. Richard O'Sullivan. And the reason this is coming to my head again is because we saw Meghan Merkel go round the old entertainer's old people's home last week and bump into our mate Dick Turpin. That's right, we did. Which was great, wasn't it? Yeah. So I was thinking about him, and then I thought, oh, shit, that reminds me. I've been meaning to mention Me and My Girl to Andy. <laughs> But on our football podcast. You, you didn't have a crush on uh, Richard O'Sullivan in that, did you? Well, I did in a sense, didn't I? Yeah, because that's just um, but in a different, But in a different sense, Samantha, his daughter, yeah, who would have been about my age, but was impossibly glamorous and sophisticated. She was, wasn't she? Jesus Christ, I had a crush on her. Um, um, that's all her, I've got name, to say. She was called Joanne something, I think. Hang on, me and my girl. I've just been... Joanne I've Ridley. Just been, uh, Joanne Ridley. Yeah, I don't know what happened to her since. I've, I can't get any further intel on her now. Well, I'm going to try um, and find out. Tim Brooke Taylor, they, he, Rich O'Sullivan was an ad executive, and his, his ad agency was called Eye Catchers, oh, which good. I think is a shit name for an advertising. <laughs> I mean, if, you, if your job is to manage other companies' images, and you're right, you've chosen to call your own company Eye Catchers, then, to be honest, you're not doing yourself much of a service there. Anyway, that aside, his business partner was Tim Brooke Taylor. And, yeah. um It was inoffensive Friday had, night fair, wasn't it? Yeah, he had a battle axe uh he had a battle axe mother in law called Nell Cresset, played by Joan Sanderson. Yeah. And That's she right. was his mother in law from because Sam's mum was dead. But they kind of talked right. about that in a really like blase way. Oh well The mum was still on the scene. <laughs> And she was poking yeah. her nose into because he he was he had not he had not hesitated to start fucking playing the field as soon yeah. as his missus as missus had she passed away. Even, she wasn't even cold, was she? And he was out. No, there. she wasn't cold, and he was putting it about left, right, and centre. You know, young, you're like decent looking lad, got his own advertising agency, yeah, well, got a few quid in the bank. He, you know, yeah, exactly. He had all the looks and the charm of Richard O'Sullivan. So you know what's what. He had it all. He that? had it all going for him. The only thing holding him back was he had a daughter and a battle axe mother-in-law yeah. still on the scene. And he so, anyway. remember Tim Brooke Taylor as well. I've, I've got some intel on Joanne Ridley. Oh yeah, um, Go on, then. who played who played Samantha. Uh, it says on IMDb.com she moved to California yeah. in the 1990s oh. and changed her right. name to yeah. Iona Sims. And she now Fuck works as a midwife. Dickens. Is that right? I, I, under the That's name what of Iona IMDb Sims. Says. Iona in Sims California. In California now. Mm. I think we should How go out How far should we take this? I think we should. 
I think we should track her down and and get her involved in Top Flight Time Machine. Definitely. Maybe Somehow. next season. Maybe next season she could re- replace results, but. <laughs> I reckon so, yeah, because he'll move on to bigger and better things next season. Inevitably, the way that relations have broken down between ourselves and Results Bot mean that there will be a natural parting of the ways at the end of this season, at the latest. Yeah, of course. We'll be looking for a replacement long term. It it may be that we have to appoint an interim should he disappear on us before the season's out. He might even do a... uh, Ant McParland and have to go into rehab or something. That could well happen, yeah. He'll probably just leave some predictions uh, you know, in advance for us, though, before he does that. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Right, as soon as we're talking about results, but let's have a look at the prediction league. And I've got to say, yep. Sam, it's been an absolutely uh, game-changing weekend. Yes. I, uh, I'm, I'm taking that as good news. Of the three of us, only one managed to get a, a correct scoreline right, and that was you on Friday night, Wolves nil Liverpool 2. Excellent. But you had an extraordinary weekend, Sam. You managed to rack up six points in Come total. on. Um, I got three points. Yeah. And Results Bot got one fucking solitary point. In your fucking smug, metal, shiny, stupid face. Get a load of that. Fucking robotic bellend. So, I mean, you, you went back to basics a few weeks ago and you sort of reinvented yourself, started again, just yep. started predicting, 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 predicting. Yeah. And it's starting to pay off. Here's how the table looks now. You're still bottom on 47 right. points. Yeah. I'm in second place on 48 points. Mm. Results spot still in the lead, but on 50 points. You're now three points behind results spot. Game on. Game on, motherfucker. That's my message to results spot. And we're going into, of course, the busy Christmas period as well. What did I say? <clears throat> when I made my speech, my now historical speech, about how I was going back to basics, trusting my instincts, yep. and I was going to refer back to my training in the Dutch school been, of predicting. You were deploying some Dutch techniques, weren't you? They yeah. call it total predicting. Yeah. And uh, it means you can predict flexibly in yeah. any situation. From any angle. Yeah. From any angle. And that's what I did. I stopped overthinking it. I yeah. started going back to the way I predicted when I was a kid in the playground. Mm. I used to predict with my mates in the playground or, yeah. or out at, at night in the street. Just out yeah. in the street, Just after your tea. Yeah. We'd predict till it was dark, until your mum was shouting, come yeah. back in, stop predicting. Yeah, predicting we freely to, and without abandon. 
weren't you? We used to predict so hard, occasionally we'd break a neighbour's window and have to all scarper, laughing our heads off. But yeah. that was what it was like back then. It doesn't happen anymore. Kids, there's kids these days, they've all got Health these safety, prediction, prediction things on their Xboxes. They've got prediction software. And Mate, prediction it's health apps. and safety. And parents nowadays, they wrap their kids in cotton wool. Yeah. They don't let them predict out on the street at night because they think some sort of nonce is going to come along yeah. and nonce them up while they're doing their predicting. Ask them about their predictions and ask them about why they think oh, Liverpool are going to beat Swansea you, lads, uh, you lads predicting? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I used to be in a predicting game myself. I might be able yeah. to get you a trial at one of those top-flight professional predictors. Yeah. No, it's all right, mister. I'm not supposed to talk to grown-up predictors. Oh, no, it's all I, right. Come over here. I live no. down street from your dad. I've known your dad for years. It's all right. <laughs> Come on, let's sit, down, sit on the curb and do a bit of predicting, the three of us. Sit closer. A <laughs> little bit closer, that's right. You can't predict sat like that. You've got to get close if you want to predict properly, like a professional. Cold, cold night like this. <laughs> you can't predict when you're cold. You can't think straight if you're cold. <laughs> All right, our impressions of nonces are too good. Right. Um, anyway, I got back to basics well, and I bucket. I said to you, mate, I said... Christmas. It's all about yeah, Christmas. I did. knew it'd be this period. Now we're going into this period and look what is happening. You did. And you know what? He's you, taking you, his eye off the ball. Your, your total prediction methodology, it's happening now. I'm going to get you to break more scores right now. Boxing Day, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Right. And look at, look at me. I'm not thinking. My eyes are shut. It's like when Luke Skywalker flies the X-Wing into the Death Star with his fucking eyes shut. Right. Okay. Burnley versus Everton. Bear in mind, Burnley lost 3-1 at Arsenal. Everton have been spanked 6-2 at home by Spurs earlier. Burnley 1, Everton 2. Burnley 1, Everton 2. I'm going nil-nil for that one. I think they're both going to want to try and go for a clean sheet. But we've we've differed there. We've differed in many other predictions in the past. But let's Mm. not let it come between us. Right, uh, results but obviously says 1-0 uh, to, to Burnley. Let's move on. Leicester City versus Manchester City. Oh. Shall I go first with this one while yes. you think about it? Uh, of course, Manchester City were beaten by Crystal Palace yesterday, so I think they'll bounce back mm. with a 3-1 win to Manchester City. Yeah, well, Leicester played very well against Chelsea. but He did. City will be stung by that result against Palace, yeah. so I'm going to predict uh, Leicester nil, City two. Leicester nil, City two. Just write that down there. And results, but of course, says one nil. Prick. Um, to Anfield for Scout Christmas. Liverpool versus Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Rafa Benitez going back to where he made his name. You remember those nights, those magical nights in the nineties, four three, with Stan Collymore on the last minute. That's the sort of stuff dreams are made of. <laughs> you couldn't make that stuff up, even if you were Cara Lane or some other top writer, <laughs> Alan Bleasdale, <laughs> or Phil Redmond. Even in the imaginations of the holy trinity of British writers. <laughs> 
Bleasdale, Redmond and Lane. <laughs> Even if all three of them got together to think up the best story they could ever think of, they'd have never have thought of them two far threes in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon then? 4-3? <laughs> Yeah, four three. Do you know what? I'm predicting four three to Liverpool in that game. <laughs> oh God, I'm going to predict two to Liverpool. <laughs> okay. And of course, results bot says one nil. tears streaming down my face. <laughs> and they were both on a Monday night. They were both on a Monday night. Can you believe? I had to go into work the next day. <laughs> Um, <laughs> onwards to Old Trafford Manchester United playing Huddersfield Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's first home game as Manchester United's new pretend manager yeah, started I well at the weekend 5-1 I've, I've got a bold prediction for this another mm-hmm. bold prediction go on then I think this will be Manchester United 5 Huddersfield 0 5-0 I'm going to go for 4-0 ok and of course results bot will go for 1-0 which will probably turn out to be correct, the fucker. Yeah. I'll tell you though, right? Oh, Gunnar Solskjaer, he's a good manager, right? I reckon we'll probably win the league now. Yeah. We've given the rest of them a 25-point head start, but no problem. we got an Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He'll probably come he's on and play lad. himself. He's, he's still, a good lad, that Ole Gunnar. He's still got the baby face. He'll probably come on and have a game himself. <laughs> when we're 9-0 up. Um, and the last one is Watford versus Chelsea. Watford, Chelsea, fucking hell. I went to that West Ham Watford yesterday and Watford were good. It was That's... a good game. Mm. Um, West what, what... Ham were good. Watford were a bit better. Watford are my and... favourite Premier League team, I should say. Are they? They are. Yeah, yeah, they are fucking good to watch. They've got, they they got just... a lot of good players. They just fucking get on with it. There's no yeah. messing about. There's no uh, bullshit or bollocks. They just get no. on with it, and they're seventh in the league at the minute. I, I've, got to, I've got to say, it was you know, it was a good game, and it was one of those ones where you sort of think, I'd forgotten what it was like to lose a game, but still come away thinking that was a good match. I enjoyed that yeah. because I was gutted we lost, but it was fucking. There was just loads of chances at both ends, and in the end, they just about edged it, but not because we were dog shit, just yeah. that they were really good. That's nice. Um, so very festive. Anyway, who are they playing? Chelsea. Uh, oh fucking alright they beat Chelsea yeah fuck it I'm going to say 2-1 Watford 2-1 Watford I'm going to go 1-1 for that one mm. ok uh, and that's the prediction league we'll be back in a few days and we'll see how you've fared uh, with, I don't know when the next it's not like me. games it's not, are on I've had a good week and now suddenly I'm predicting 4-3s 5-0s Watford beating Chelsea which it's uncharacteristic of me to let a small amount of success go right to my head is it? No, not Isn't at it? all, yeah. It's not, not the sort of thing people would yeah, associate course, me with. No, definitely so, not. So, um, uh, I'm yeah, looking to so see when strange. the next matches are on. The next matches are on on Saturday. So, we'll get some predictions in on Friday as well for the weekend. This is it! Right, so that's the prediction they dealt with. Um, not a lot going on, really. So, shall we move on to some Billy Bullshit? Yeah, hang on a minute. Listen to this, right? Why? I tweeted Liam Gallagher because Liam Gallagher had written a great Christmas tweet. Yeah. He'd he'd tweeted, come on, Christmas, let's fucking have you. LG. He always (laughs) signs it, LG. So I thought, that is wonderful. That's a lovely tweet. So I said, Liam, what's the best quality streak? 
the responses I've had, none of which as yet are from Mr. Gallagher himself. <laughs> Some geezer's written. Dallas Red has written. Celebrations, fuck Quality Street in the ass all day long. What? Oh. What is the mentality of people like that? Fucking hell. Um, bumming. My mate Simon bumming London's Quality tweeted Street. back. And I believe that's what it says on the tin. (laughs) Uh, Well, if it doesn't, it should do. Someone else has just tweeted back directly to my Liam Gallagher question. And frankly, it's none of their business. Yeah. Everyone has to fucking interfere, don't they? Yeah. Delaney, why no blue tick? Right. Oh. On my Twitter account. I've written not not important enough. Do you know what he's written back? What? Why is that? That cunt Dawson's got one. <laughs> I should point out what as a well. Cheeky it's, not a fucking, it's not a fucking blue tick. It's a white tick. It's in a you blue are. circle. It's a white tick. It's in a blue oh, yeah, circle. Well. Yeah, well, tell him that. That'll shut him up. I don't want to be in this, but yeah, that's what it is. His name's his name's Flan Flynn. Okay. That's what right, he's on Twitter. So keep bullshit keep an eye on him. Yeah. Let me read some bullshit out for you. See what you think of these. This is from Dirk McDonald. In 1997, mm. a mate of mine just got the internet and told us he'd seen a paparazzi pic of Des Lynham hoovering naked. We called mm. bullshit, so he invited us round the next day. He then spent two hours trying to find said picture, surprisingly, without success. Fucking hell, that's a stupid bullshit. Because he's tried to back it up. I've seen people do that before, yeah. and it's actually horrific. It's really horrific. It's embarrassing, isn't it? I... When I know someone's bullshitting, I never ask them for proof because it's just too horrific. I just let them carry on bullshitting. It's more rewarding for me. I never want to catch a bullshitter out because I don't need to. I know they're bullshitting. They know they're bullshitting. In many ways, I see them as doing me a service by telling me a great bullshit that I can remember and chuckle to myself about for years to come. So I encourage them. I don't try to stop them and disprove them. It's not fucking court of law. It's not crowd court. Right? It's, that's not what it's about. If someone's taken the time and energy to dream up an outlandish bullshit for you, fucking sit back, listen, and if you've got anything to say, say things that will encourage them to broaden out the bullshit. That's so, the only civilised way to respond to it. So if you'd gone round his house and watched him search the internet for two hours trying to find a picture of Des Lynham, you'd have just sort of sat back and been really disappointed and crestfallen when he couldn't find it. Yeah, no, I'd have said, oh, I would have chucked in, I'd have said, oh, you know what it might be, mate? They, uh, Des Lynham's probably, because he's like a billionaire, he's probably yeah. got like a, a huge hangar full of lawyers and internet yeah. experts who yeah. look day and night for incriminating images and take them down. And he'll go, yeah, that's And then that will encourage, he'll jump on that and then probably yeah. go deeper and claim that he knows for a fact that's what they're doing and that they're also, Des Lynham's people are spying on him, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. That, yeah, you know? Des have had it flagged up when that picture was looked at. So then immediately the lawyers took Wherever it down. Wherever Des is anywhere in the seen. world, say yeah. it happens, right? Someone searched and found that image. Wherever Des is on the world, let's say he's on his private jet flying between Monte Carlo and Palm Springs. Yeah. And suddenly he's got a special watch and it goes beep, 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 beep. And Des, who's just probably having a noshing off of one of the stewardesses, goes, excuse me, young lady, just one moment. And like he just, walks just, away and he looks at his watch, and he goes, "Oh, it appears that uh, someone back in Blighty has managed to source an image of me hoovering naked. 
I'll get my team on it immediately. <laughs> and then he just sat, he sets off an alarm and they all get onto it. Yeah. And he gets back to his nosh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As you were, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> slaps, it, slaps his thigh, she recommences. Here's yeah. another one from Steve Straightens Smith. Straightens his cravat and gets back to work. <laughs> Here's another one from Steve Smith. As kids, me and my mate went on bike rides. Who didn't? Uh, one day, he came to my house on his bike and said he'd gone on a bike ride without me and found a house in the woods. Inside the house, he saw six aliens sat at a table having a meeting. <laughs> he says, they saw having him a meeting. give chi- yes. <laughs> a meeting at a table. <laughs> All sitting around with pads and pens and a plate yeah. of biscuits in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Alien meeting. I call this alien meeting to order. Let's first just do some introductions. My name is Zog. I am head of marketing. Shall we do? Um, shall we do one of those ice breaking games where I tell you one thing about me that's true and two things that are lies, and you've got to work out which is which. And. Uh, I recently uh, took command of the eighth quadrant uh, overnight and reduced it to the size of a pea. Uh, second thing is, I have met Ollie Burst. And the third thing is, um, I am double jointed. <laughs> Fucking hell, I can't believe he has stumbled across, this kid stumbled across an alien works away team building day. In an abandoned mansion in the woods. What happened next? I'll tell you what happened next. Because he, he, Steve Smith tells us. He says they saw him, gave chase, and now they knew where I lived. Oh. <laughs> they chased him through the woods. Ah. Oh, there is a Fucking human boy observing us. Chase him. Chase him. <laughs> chase him all the way back to his house if you have to. Find out where his gap is. is. We know where your gaff is, human boy. We'll be back at night time. Uh, right, that's that one. And finally from Luke on Twitter. Uh, I had a mate at school who came into school one day in crutches. Whilst in geography, the teacher called him up to collect something and he just strolled up to the teacher's desk crutch-free with no limp. When she asked about his leg, he went, oh, yeah, and hobbled back to his desk. <laughs> the same mate, old- this same mate also claimed he had three sets of teeth. Baby, adult, and then another set of adult. Oh. And that he'd also Yeah. And that he'd also gone from a size two to a size nine shoe in one go. <laughs> Brilliant lie. That is an extremely imaginative lie. That's <laughs> re- that's really imaginative. Keep them um, coming to us on I've, Twitter at TF Time Machine. I've 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 got a I've got a great lie in character. Of your, I'll just touch upon it to whet your appetite for later on in Christmas. But he's been top of my notes for a long time, and right. it's astonishing that I've never brought this character up on Top Flight Time Machine okay. before. Because in amongst all of the other mad characters that I've spoken about in the past, Pancho from the Flats, etc., etc., this one is easily the best. <laughs> um, his name is Archie Buchanan, the Unigate milkman who moved in with us when he started going out with my mum and lived with us for a whole year. Uh, it's already brilliant. He was an astonishing and prolific liar and 
the lie that I will get you all started with before going into further detail on one of our subsequent Christmas podcasts, because these podcasts are going to be important for the sanity of myself, of yes. of Andy, and hopefully for some of you out there, because it's going to be a tough, bleak period between Christmas and New Year. Jesus, and, yeah. Uh, so that's why I've decided to save what I call the Archie Buchanan Chronicles for this, the festive season. Okay. I'll tell you this much about Archie Buchanan for now. My mum met him at a disco called the Chat Noir, which translates from French into the Black Cat. She met him and he was a milkman at the local Unigate dairy. He had the hairstyle and moustache of Terry McDermott. He looked... Basically like fucking a Scottish Ronald McDonald. Uh, he had a big 80s um, bubble perm and a big bushy moustache. And right. he wore grey sli- gray- slip-on shoes. And he delivered milk around the area. And one day I just got up and he was just there in my house. And I recognised him as one of the local milkmen. And I said, what's he doing here? And my mum said, he's staying for a few nights. Well, the cunt stay for a year. He was actually all right to me, but he was an alcoholic. <laughs> Um, anyway, he was he was he was from Edinburgh, and his most notorious lie that we still talk about to this day is that he he swore blind that he'd played for Hibernian several times, first team player for Hibernian. <laughs> Never right. explained why he'd wound up quite swiftly down in London working on the milk float, but he swore blind. This is obviously before the internet and stuff. You think fucking Hibernian? We had no means of researching that. But he claimed no, he played top-flight football in the Scottish Premier League. He played against Rangers, Celtic, the lot. He played in midfield for Hibernian. Well, years later, I mean, there are more lies to come. and I'm aware that we don't have time to go through them now. But years later, I told this story on TalkSport one afternoon when I was um, <laughs> hosting a TalkSport show. And uh, people listened and responded and started fucking digging. And it turned out right. there was an Archie Buchanan who played for Hibernian, which blew my mind momentarily because I thought, fucking hell, all these years, me and my brothers have looked back and exchanged stories about the legendary Archie Buchanan, this milkman who moved in for us for a year in about the year 19... I don't know, probably about 84, 85 it was. And uh, we always laughed about how he claimed he played for Hibernian. It was clearly bollocks. But at the time, me as the youngest, I'd sort of chosen to believe him. Then the, some of the talk sport listeners get in touch and go, well, we've done some digging. There fucking was an Archie Buchanan. Thank Christ Fuck. it was a false alarm because that Archie Buchanan had played for Hibernian, but in the 1930s, which then <laughs> in turn made me think that maybe the Archie Buchanan who we knew, who lived with us, had mm. stolen the, you know, people steal identities off of gravestones, yeah. don't they? So maybe he had to come down to London. He was the sort of bloke you could easily imagine. He'd prob- he was probably on the run. He was a bad sort of a character. And yeah. he and I thought, well, maybe he stole this ex-Hibernian footballer's identity off of a gravestone in Edinburgh, came down with a backstory about having played for Hibs. Yeah. I don't know. It, none of it really matters now because I am fucking certain the bloke will be dead of booze by now. Because right. I mean, he was he was half dead of booze back then in the eighties, so that he'll be long gone by now. But anyway, that's Archie Buchanan. I have a treasure trove of stories about him and his time spent with my family, 
and uh, you'll be hearing more of him over the festive season. I'm not bringing him up just randomly. I'm bringing him up in the context of our bullshit theme because he is an emperor of bullshit. Can I suggest that Archie Buchanan from, was it the 1930s, did you see, or the 1920s? Yeah, 1930s. 1930s. Perhaps he was our time traveller from the previous episode. Oh, I forgot about our time traveller, yeah. Maybe it was him. We'll just consider that. I'm just putting that out there. Let's not go any further with it, but that's something to I'm think gonna about. I'm going to put some thought to that. I can also send a... There's a I've got a good picture. There's only one historical picture archive that features uh, Archie Buchanan. And right. it's a group shot of where me, my brothers, my mum, and a load of other locals don't think Pancho from the Flats was among them. I'll have to double check. <laughs> went on a coach trip or everyone from the area all the families chipped in got a coach down to margate right and uh or it might be in little hampton but anyway there was a big group photo taken outside the coach in about the year 1984 and he's on there and standing at the back you can just see archie buchanan really sheepishly hiding because you know he's a man who's trying to protect his identity i'll tweet it (laughs) out people can draw their own conclusions this isn't going to end is it we're going to find out who he really was yeah at last Right, that's it. That's all we've got time for because, as I say, it's Sunday evening and I've got boozing to do. Um, yeah. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back the other side of Christmas. We'll try and get a Keegan Odyssey in later this week if we can because we did a couple of episodes of that last week and the, the computer fucking ate them. Results bot got in the way. and uh, They're lost uh, episodes. Fucking... For years, these will be like, in years to come, these will be like those sort of lost Doctor Who episodes that nerds go yeah. on about. They're but in they're the archive or you know, Lost Beatles recording, something like that. We'll be back on Friday, I reckon, as well, with some pre, uh, pre-weekend pre predictions. All it leaves for us to say now is Merry Christmas to all of you, from both of us. Yeah, Merry Christmas. And uh, enjoy your Christmas festivities and that. If you don't celebrate Christmas for whatever reason, for, do then, whatever you fucking happy. do. happy. Yeah, if you you know... Have a good week. Yeah, just enjoy yourself. Just drink anyway. Yeah, just get on drink with it. Drink to forget, everyone. That's our message yeah. for you. That's what I'll be doing. All right, thanks a lot then. Bye-bye, everyone. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.